I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of the Food Show. It's a program about food, about restaurants, about cooking, and, you know, all those things that are delicious. We're in the second course of our program. We've had a, a very interesting first uh, first go-around, get us started. A bunch of interesting questions were asked and answered. But uh, we have plenty of room for more. And uh, in the first hour, people had specific questions, and that's, that's fine with me. It, 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 whatever you want to talk about is, is okay with me as long as it's you know, somehow connected with the food world. But uh, what I'm encouraging you to do, because this is in, not much of an investment of your time or anything else, and I think at the end of it you will say that was worth doing, uh, and that is uh, call me. Period. That's it. Call me, 260-6368. 260-MENU is another way of putting it. That's an easier way to remember for a lot of people. And uh, what I'm asking you to do is just call that number, and the way I'm going to react to it is that the same way I would react to you if you walked up to me in a supermarket and said, aren't you that Bill Fitzgerald guy? And uh, then we always get into a little conversation about something or other, and it always goes somewhere, and it's always entertaining and worth doing. And uh, I think that we don't get nearly enough of that experience in our lives. So uh, I'm inviting you to call us, whether you have never called me before or who, un- unless you have called me many times before. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want to talk about. You don't need a script. You don't need a question. You don't have to think in your mind how you're going to present yourself. Just how would you talk to a friend that you bumped into in the supermarket, you know? Just whatever whatever that is like. That's what I'm asking you for now. All you need to do is call, and I really, really wish you did. It has done miracles for our program, made it much, much better and much more interesting in the last several weeks. I've been trying to figure out how to get more people to call, and uh, we seem to have hit on that somehow. I don't know. But uh, uh, you are invited. And uh, as a matter of fact, you are invited with a lot of enthusiasm from me. I would love to talk with you about whatever. And if you don't have something to talk about yet, call anyway. We'll find something. Easy enough. Two, six... Whoops. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now and you'll get right in. Our program is sponsored today by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. You know, I got something in the mail today. It was aimed at the food industry, not so much at you and me. I'm not really a food operator. I'm, I'm, I've never been, uh, I've never worked in a restaurant except very briefly to write an article about it if you can call a month brief. But uh, uh, what uh, I've always been interested in the whole thing. And anyway, there was this, uh, there's a, a publication, quite a few of them, in fact, 
that are aimed at the uh, restaurant business, people in the restaurant business. And this one made a, a, a big deal out of how you can tell whether the, the uh, oil that you are doing your fried foods in is ready to be changed out or to be um, st uh, strained or sent through a filter and uh, all of those things. That's uh, the, the restaurants are trying to figure that out. And there was this one company that had a gizmo that you could just dunk into the oil for a minute, and it would tell you exactly what you had there. Uh, I don't know if they use anything like that over at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, but I will tell you this. Whatever it is that they're doing is resulting in beautiful, golden brown, crisp, greaseless, perfect fried seafood. They've really got it down. And having observed them over the years and how they cook everything, it comes down to this. When they even have the slightest inkling that their oil might be in there a little bit too long, maybe is starting to break down a little bit, maybe has some just assorted junk in there. After all, you're putting fish in there all the time. Something's got to come with it, probably. Whatever it is that they're doing, it is golden brown, and it's uh, all those other uh, wonderful uh, aspects that I just named a couple of minutes ago. And uh, that is why I can get down here and recommend it to you. They, oh, one other thing, they cook everything to order. So if you go and get some fried catfish, they're going to, you know, put that catfish in the fryer and season it up. And when it comes out, it, it'll go straight to you. It'll be so hot you'll have to hold back from eating it right away. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, they're good on hamburgers, but I'll tell you about that next time we are discussing this place. There are 12 such places as it is around the city, and they would love to have you come in and try their hamburgers and their seafood, which includes, if you didn't know, uh, 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 several dishes involving barbecue shrimp. I mean New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp, you know, like at you know, the, those restaurants that are so good at that. And that's one of them, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, 2606368. Uh, please, I'm begging you, I'm asking you, I'm imploring you that you call our program and just to, to talk for a couple of minutes. It might not take long. If you get tired of it real quick and you say, well, i got to get going, that's fine with me. I just want to talk to you. I don't have anything to tell you. I'm not trying to sell you anything. All I'm trying to get you to do is call our program and share what you know about the food scene. You know what? I, I, I don't know whether to talk about this or not. Uh, for some reason, I can't seem to keep a computer printer going for any length of time. I bought one about a year ago, not quite a year ago. It was the best one I'd ever had. And it, it never broke down. All of the, it was very easy to use, and it could jump through hoops. And uh, I can't remember how much I paid for it. I remember it was more than I'd ever paid for a computer printer before. But uh, it got to a point where it said, well, you need new, what's that black stuff that's in there uh, when you have to read? Ink? No, it's not ink. It's, uh, it's the stuff you use in a laser printer. There's a name for that. Well, anyway, I uh, was— Yes, that's called toner, you know. Toner, toner, that's it. So anyway, the, the, a, a little thing came up on the screen that said, uh, need a, to change the toner. So I did, 
And I'd never done it before, so I read the instruction manual for a change and put everything in there, and I hit the button that said, nope, nope, you still need new toner. And for the last several days, I've been on the phone to people, I don't even know where they are exactly, but who are going to tell me how to fix this. Well, we did, let's see, two and a half hours on that subject today, and they didn't fix it. And it seems like every time I buy a computer printer, I get like maybe six months work out of it, and then it dies. Is this, is this just uniquely my experience, or does anybody else have that, too? Uh, and in other oddball items that we uh, will take a look at today, unless you tell me not to, today in 1979, Mr. Ed, the talking horse. Remember Mr. Ed? He talked. He had a big voice, I remember, but he, he was a, a uh, horse that could talk. And, <laughs> and here I am just looking at my screen here, and it just went away. Well, here we go. Uh, anyhow, um, Mr. Ed, it's not to be confused with uh, Mr. Ed McIntyre, who owns Mrs. Mr. Ted's uh, restaurants around town. He's got one in Bucktown. He's got uh, several other places around town. Real good guy. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is that back in 1979, uh, Mr. Ed, the talking horse, uh, passed away. He went up to that great pasture in the sky. And what... It brought to mind is the whole idea of eating horse meat. And in Europe, uh, if you want to eat horse meat, it can be arranged very easily. It depends on how other things are going. You know, sometimes for political reasons, uh, beef becomes kind of hard to get your hands on uh, in parts of Europe. But uh, no one in Europe I've ever talked to, I, I, I always ask whenever I find myself over there, I said, do you guys ever eat horse meat? And they say, yeah, well, we don't like to, but sometimes we do. It's just now and then. And usually it's the old guys that like it. Uh, apparently most people feel like that is just too much. That's like eating your, uh, your, your family dog or something. It's just a, an awful thought, isn't it? Or is it? Anybody out there ever eat horse meat? Two six zero six three six eight. You know, I'm just I'm telling you this, and uh, there's a lady who lives across the street from me who actually raises horses, but I've never seen her eat any of them. I, <laughs> I, uh, I think she takes really good care of her horses. In fact, so two six zero six three six eight. You know, the things that you can eat out there, there are so many of them. Two six zero six three six eight. I would re I'm, I'm I'm look look at me I'm on one knee, my my other knee is uh, has a problem, not a big one but a problem anyway so I'm down on one knee now I'm back standing up again and what that was all about is that I'm asking you to call me now and we we don't have to talk about horse meat, we can talk about anything on your mind but I just would like to have you there on the phone and you and I will just have a little back and forth for a few minutes. Or if, he, if this gets going, you know, we might uh, be talking for a good while. But this is what we need to keep our radio show very vital, and, and it seems to be working lately. Uh, we had, what, six or seven people call in last hour? Something like that. And uh, so I'm looking for more people to call. We have lots of people listening. We know that. But we don't have enough people calling in to make the show really good and interesting. So I'm asking you. To, uh, leaving everything wide open. Just call me 
We'll have a conversation about something. I don't know what. You don't know what either. But we'll get to it. You know, you don't, when you bump into a friend, you don't, you know, stand up and uh, say, wait, let me write a few words about that so I'll know what to tell you when we really start talking. No, of course not. Well, you know, you, you don't do it that way. You, you uh, get right into it, right? Well, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you to call, and it is you that I'm looking for. Call on the air, and we'll talk about something. It won't cost you anything, and you'll remember this with a warm feeling. 260-6368. 260-MENU is another way to do it. Do we have somebody over here? Uh, looks like we'll know in a minute. Uh, oh, it's Pam. Pam, welcome to the Food Show. Thank you for calling. Hey, um, Hi. I thought of a place in Slidell, the gentleman who called earlier. Yeah, he was looking for a poor boy place in Slidell. Right. Well, yeah. it's not really just poor boys, but oh, yeah? Vera's, Vera's has uh, some good poor boys I've oh, had over they, there. Oh, they do indeed, especially seafood. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't ever had their meat ones, but their yeah. bread is really good. And, Excellent. I mean, yeah, if he likes seafood poor boys. I haven't tried the, but they still have mm. like nine. They have a bunch of them, so. Um, yeah, I uh, you know what uh, always impressed me about them, and that was when they were out over the lake where they where I remember them being. They they opened up there back in 1957, I think, and it was right over the lake. And then the hurricane blew them away, so they had to rebuild. I think they've rebuilt twice since then, and they have one thing that I that never moves me when I'm in a restaurant, and that is fried shrimp as a platter. My wife loves it. A lot of people like fried shrimp. They really, really do. But to me, it's, it's a boring thing, except there. At Vera's, they make really great fried shrimp there. And, and everything else is good, too. Yeah, that's what I usually get. It's like a half of a shrimp. Yeah, you and, see? And their gumbo or their soup is good, too. Good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted, it was not, you know, it's on Gospel Board right there. Yeah, yeah, that's easy enough to find. Well, yeah. I, thank you very much for calling with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. See ya. See, there's a perfect example of what, what I'm talking about. Alan is over here. Hello, Alan. Welcome. Yeah, hey, good evening, Tom. Hi there. I have not been able to listen to the radio for the past couple of days, but yeah. I was wondering, have you ever found out the name of that dessert after the yes. actress or the singer? Yeah, we, we, it took was it, days and days was and it, days. Was it Sarah Bernhardt? That's it. You got it. And, and there is a uh, and and I once I once I remembered it actually just floated into my brain one day. Uh, it's when I looked it up online, and there it was. And then there were references to pastries and cookies that bear her name. And so, uh, and uh, I looked around for some recipes. It turns out that I had one in my website uh, for a uh, uh, for a, uh, one of the uh, des- uh, their cakes, uh, basically the way they did them around New Orleans. Uh, but we finally did get to the end of that. Uh, okay. Yeah, Sarah, actually, Sarah I, Bernhardt, that's right. I had sent you an email last Friday Yeah. with Sarah Bernhardt. Oh. And, I mean, I know you get a lot of emails, so I didn't know whether you actually saw it or not. Uh, I don't remember seeing it, but uh, but uh, I appreciate you doing it anyway. <laughs> if there yeah, had, it, just, it just came to me after... You know, after your long discussion about yeah. it, and then it just popped 
into my mind. I don't know whether I ever had one or not. Uh-huh. I, well, I, I do uh, remember this is uh, this is something. It was a phenomenon because Sarah uh, uh, was uh, somebody who was such a huge. A publicity person. I mean, it, she was known by everybody, and men in particular just thought she was drop dead gorgeous and just, you know, uh, loved her. And she was a, 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 a movie star, and she was also in plays all, all over the place. She was very highly thought of by everybody in that business. So, uh, but I, for some reason, we couldn't get anybody to spit the name out, and there it was Sarah Bernhardt. Okay. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much for calling. Okay. Bye. Bye now. Yeah, you see, uh, they actually over at, uh, call us, would you? We'd love to hear from you. And um, particularly, if you have nothing uh, specific to talk about, no question to ask, no statement to make, call us anyway. And there'll be something that we have to talk about. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is either. But once we get into the conversation, it's going to be very pleasant. And one or the other of us both, and maybe both of us, will learn something that we didn't know. You know, people are always telling me about restaurants that have either closed or reopened. And uh, it would be great if I could call every restaurant in town every day, but I can't. So uh, I miss a few of them unless somebody calls and tells me this stuff. And I really, really appreciate that. And if you don't have much time to spend with me, that's okay. I, I, I appreciate even the little uh, moments. 260-6368 or 260-MENU. So call us, would you? I mean, there's no reason you uh, can, can tell me that you can't call unless you're doing something like driving or playing with kids, in which case carry on and we'll talk to you some other time. 260 260- Six three six eight. However, right now, what's been eating you lately? What's been delicious? What has been much less than delicious? We'd love to talk with you about that and uh, whatever else is coming. It's interesting that uh, it is? Kahlua is it's, it's National Kahlua Day today, and Kahlua yeah. is involved in two drinks that are diametrically opposed. What First of they? all, there's the White Russian. White Russians, yeah. Kahlua, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's the mudslide. The m- <laughs> that has Kahlua in it. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are, uh, I was looking at a, at a page that had 23 different Kahlua drinks on it, and mm. one was quite interesting. It was layered, one of these layered drinks. Oh, where, where that takes some doing. Kahlua, Grand Marnier, and uh, Bailey's. Mm. And uh, those three in their very distinct layers was very beautiful to look at. Wouldn't want to touch it. <laughs> if you touched it, what would happen? Well, I'd have to drink it. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, I remember at my, the, gosh, I can't believe this. This is my 40th uh, birthday. Uh, my my uh, wife and my buddy uh, put together a, a secret uh, event for me to attend. And to get me out of the place where they were going to do it is uh, we went over to uh, the the uh, the big uh, the this was a place right across the street from the Dixie Brewery, uh, on Two Lane Avenue, and its name was the the, the big the big railroad or, or big locomotive or something like that it had some reference to to uh, to trains, and it was a bar. It was very popular among Two Lane students. They were famous for their layered drinks, which is what uh, made me think about it. 
I'm looking here in uh, the Mr. Boston Official Bartender's Guide looking for Kahlua to see what it, it calls for here. But uh, maybe if we could turn up a bunch of Kahlua drinks, who knew uh, that that existed over there? But anyway, uh, uh, th- while I was there, uh, we got to talking with the, the new owner who was telling me that they weren't doing the layered drinks anymore because they were too hard to do. They t- took up too much time. So, and then he started rattling off a whole bunch of drinks, names, none of which I can use on the radio. Uh, there was one that began 1-800, and I can't tell you any more of it. It's, it would be against the rules. Uh, this was a dis- an exceedingly unpleasant place to have a drink. I, at, I thought so at the time. A lot of people loved it. Uh, it was one of those that if you look on lists of, uh, lists of uh, things that are no longer around, uh, you know, Ain't There No Mores, uh, that would always be on it. What was the name of that place, though? Uh, the Big the big Something. And it was a, it was a, a German name. Somebody knows the answer to this. This is the place on Tulane Avenue across the highway, across the street from the, uh, from the, the uh, brewery, the Dixie Brewery, which has gone away and come back. So e- interesting to say. 2606368. I would love to have you call our program, even if uh, you have nothing much to say, because you do have something. Do you? The big, the, the big train bar, that's it. That's, but there was a little more to it than that, but that's enough. Everybody knew where that was. Anyway, uh, my friend and uh, my wife kept me uh, over there uh, so they could set up the party at the place where I, where I worked. And it wound up being a lot of fun except for the part where we went to the, <laughs> to the big, the big what? The, the big train, yeah. I didn't much think of that. Two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Somebody call me. Come on, we need somebody to call us. I'm I'm asking you to do this um, for no reason other than the fact that we know that when a lot of people are calling into the radio show, this will attract other people to listen. And the hardest thing in doing radio talk shows, and I'm speaking from forty years of experience with it is getting people to call. I, it's, it's, you have to twist their arms. And it's worse now than it ever has been in, in my memory. But, uh, but we, this, this has been working. We've been getting quite a few people. So uh, but be one of them. Uh, call me and tell me what you've been eating, what you like to eat, what you haven't had for a million years, what you would uh, do if you had a, spec- a special uh, $10 bill in your pocket and you were in a... a, a a pastry shop or something, you know, whatever. What what do you have on your mind? What do you like to eat? What do you like to cook? Uh, what do you remember eating a long time ago that you can't get anymore? Huh? How about that? Or anything else on your mind? Two six zero six three six eight. That's the the wonderful thing. You can really get into the free form of this. This is just I'm asking you to call. I'm I really wish you would. I mean, you have no idea how much I wish you would call, and. If you feel like, well, when I when he answers the phone, what am I going to say? I don't have anything to say. I, I'll probably think of something, and then after I tell you that, you will think of something else. And the next thing you know, we're five minutes down the road and having a great time. So, you want? How about that? That would perk up your afternoon. 
Uh, not that you're dull or anything, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it'll be something special you'll remember for a while. 260-6368. Come on. Give me a I was call. looking at your petite marmite uh, soup yeah. right there. Yeah. It the was, heart... didn't, didn't look too daunting and, until I read uh, How to add, make... add three small marmots. Oh, <laughs> marmots. Yeah, marmots are hard to get your whole hands on these days. They, uh, they hang out with the pigeons a lot. Marmots, I mean. 260-6368. Joining us over here on the green phone is Sandra. Sandra, welcome to the food show. Thank you. Do you hate being called Sandy? I don't like being called Sandy, no. No, no. I had a girlfriend a long time ago whose name was Marsha. And she Marcia? said Marsha and she said, I don't mean Marcia. <laughs> Oh, I had a friend I went to school with, same thing. One yeah. day she was Marsha, one day she was Marcia. Yeah, how do you like that? I I've, didn't. I've always been Tom. Well, that's easy. Well, you know, unless I, I have, have a, to give my whole name. What? I have a question for you. Oh, I'm, couldn't I couldn't be more pleased. I was reading the paper yesterday, yeah. and they had an article on the fried chicken being served at the Fountain Lounge uh-huh. in the Roosevelt Hotel. Every Monday, yeah, that's right. Have you gone? Uh, I have. And, in fact, they have another uh, take on this. Same idea, but instead of fried chicken, they're doing burgers with champagne. And they yeah, do I that. I heard that one night on your show. They do that on Tuesdays. And, in fact, Tuesdays. on the, if you uh, are interested in this, mark your calendar for the 11th of March. 11th of March. The 11th of March. Okay. And we're going to broadcast live from the Roosevelt Hotel. We're going to do it in the Blue okay. Room, though, not in the uh, Fountain Bar. Oh, okay. We're going to do it in the Blue Room, which is pretty classy. And uh, yes. one, of the, one of the specialties of the house on Mondays, which that is, is, uh, in fact, exactly what you're uh, telling me about. Uh, so okay. we will, uh, you'll be able to uh, try some of that fried chicken. It's from what, uh, there's a cook there who's been working at the Roosevelt for something like 50 years, and he he's famous wow. locally for his fried chicken. So they made a big fuss over it, and you can go there any any Monday and get it. But you may as well come the day we're going to be there, right? Right, definitely. My sister yeah. listens to your show every day, so oh. we will. So Mark she's 11. nuts, in other words. <laughs> She is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and her She's name is not Marcia. Yeah, yeah. Nope, nope. Hmm. I'm gonna, we're going to come on March 11th. March 11th. That should be fun. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling. Nice hearing from you. All the, right. It's the food show. Okay. We move right ahead here, and Anne is joining us on the green phone. Anne, welcome. Come on in. Anne, are you there? Where'd she go? There was somebody named Ann here a second ago. Ann, is, is that you? Say hello. Come on in. 260-6368. Ann left. Ann, Ann, call us back, would you? We, uh, we're really looking forward to having you on the, on the program with us, whoever you are. 260-6368. 260-6368. And she's back. Something must have happened on the phone. Hi, uh, Ann. Sorry about that. Welcome. Thank you for calling back. Sure. I'm calling from central Louisiana. Oh, what part would that be? Give me a town. Pineville, right next to Alexandria. Pineville. Ah. My my mother is uh, originally from Avoyles Parish, uh, which is not far from there, and uh, grew up in Cottonport. 
Uh, we know the place. We go to a little yeah. market down there all the time called yeah. PGM. Oh, no kidding. It looks yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I call, first of all, because the bar across the street from Dixie. Yeah. Was that the old Nick's? Nick Nick's, Castro that's Giovanni. right. That's that Nick Nick no. Castro Giovanni. Castro that was Giovanni. his name. Yeah, you've you've yeah. Uh, fired. But thank they you. They changed it later, and we didn't yeah. know the name later. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have liked it much. <laughs> well, it, we were down there during our college days. So. Yeah, yeah. I, that's where. That's, I, that's was. I looked like about a hundred percent of their customer base was. The, oh was yeah, I think all people. the Tulane crowd. But we yeah. were at LSU, and my husband was in dental school. Yeah. So. And also, we're interested. We were in, well. Of course, we come and go all the time now. We were interested in a little more information about the Pelican Club. Oh, uh huh. We haven't oh. ever been there. Oh, you want some? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is first of all. I'll tell you. I give it my highest rating, five stars. Yeah. And well, here's why. Try it the next time. It's it's not a super fancy restaurant. It's not a bad looking restaurant either. But it's they're not playing for atmosphere particularly. They're plating for good food, and they really do have it. They've got lots of seafood. They have some unusual yeah. seafood as well as the things that you're used to getting. Uh, yeah. They ha- probably the most interesting thing of all, if you if you have a taste for this, whole flounder with jumbo oh. lump crab meat on top, and just very simply grilled. But the whole, the whole fish. Yeah. Well, if you don't good. like that, they'll 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 uh, fillet it for you if you prefer. Yeah. Uh, they they have excellent steaks there. They have a great uh-huh. pork chop there. Uh, they oh, have a great duck dish there. And the prices are significantly lower than you would expect to find from a comparable restaurant. That's uh, I, I, just, well, I love the place. It's, they're very well, consistent. It's our own. It's on our agenda the next time we come. Yeah, it's well worth going to and uh, make a reservation. It's easy to park. Yeah. Uh, they, you can park at the Monteleon Hotel, which is right across okay. the street. Right. Uh, right. They, they validate it down to like $5 or something cheap like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, you'll love them. Last time we were in town, we didn't eat out for dinner, but we were at park, mm. we ate at Parkway. Oh, nothing wrong with that. And In the afternoon. And the next day... We ate at Cushaw or at Butcher. Oh, ah. yeah, I and like. That was really I like. Well. I like. Really good. I like Butcher better than I like Cushaw. Uh, it's the same people, but I, I think uh, they really are on to something with that. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. We thank you very you, much. Uh, you're welcome. We listen to you all the time. I appreciate that very much, and the calling thank even you. more so. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. See ya. It's the food show. You know what else I notice is that. People who call up on my invitation to just call us and start talking tend to be on the female side of things, which we're very um, interested in, because uh, uh, a program like this has a way of uh, attracting a bunch of young guys, and uh, it let's just say sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but sometimes it does. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's uh, we're well into the program now. Still looking for you to call, because uh, you you've never called me before, and you know I, I think it's time. Two six zero six three six eight. You don't have to wait until you think of some inspired thing to ask about or tell about. Just go ahead and call us, and we'll talk. That's it. It's just like meeting a friend of yours uh, somewhere. Two six zero six three six eight. And uh, 
We'd love to hear from you. Let's see. There was something else I wanted to, to mention here. I, oh, yeah. I had, was looking for another book here. I've got a lot of, a lot of food books. And they keep coming in, and uh, I would give them away or, or throw them away or something, except that they're too good in some cases. But here's one that I find really uh, amazing. It's a hardcover book. Look, you hear that? Hardcover book. And it's, uh, you know, nice-looking, very well-designed, lots of good photography in here of, uh, of what it uh, discusses. The title of the book is The Manhattan, The Story of the First Modern Cocktail with Recipes. Hmm. Uh, there will be some oh, by Philip Green. I think uh, he used to come to New Orleans a lot. And uh, forward by Dale DeGroff. Well, I know him for sure. He, those are two guys that were very strong on cocktail, uh, cocktail expansion around the world. And, indeed, it has worked because a lot of restaurants you go to, if not most of them, now, in addition to having the menu and the wine list, they now have a cocktail list. A lot of them do, which I find very interesting. Anyway, so here's a, an entire book. See how many pages. It's pretty big. Uh, not counting all of the uh, – there's lots of, lots of index here. Uh, 200 – what, more than 200 pages. And lots of photography and very well made, as I can tell you that. Uh, and it's all about a cocktail called the Manhattan. It, uh, just by coincidence, and I assure you of that, uh, it is one of my favorite uh, cocktails. I don't drink cocktails too often. And when I get one, I usually uh, only about halfway finish it because you can't drink too much, especially past a certain age. So anyway... The uh, Manhattan, I, I love the flavor, uh, and when you get a really well-made one of those, it is really great. Uh, and that happened to me not all that long ago. Where was it? I think it might have been at uh, uh, that place in uh, Mandeville uh, that uh, Chef, no, no, Chef uh, Chef Duke works there now. Natini's, uh, um, Natini's. In fact, last time I was there, I had a Manhattan cocktail. But uh, this goes on and on and on, and there's, there's all kinds of interesting stuff. Well, one of them is a, about with quotations about, about whiskey and such. Uh, for example, this uh, is alleged to have been uh, said by Abraham Lincoln, no less, uh, after he heard that General Ulysses S. Grant drank too much whiskey— so uh, Abraham Lincoln asked his people, <clears throat> uh, can you tell me where you can get whiskey? We cannot, Mr. President, but why do you desire to know? And then Lincoln is alleged to have said, because if I can only find out, I will send a barrel of this wonderful whiskey to every general in the army uh, well, what good would that do? I mean, that's that's kind of strange. But anyway, uh, there we are. Anyway, th this is a, a great book. If you like cocktails or if you know somebody who likes cocktails and they're having a birthday soon and they're over over uh, 21, 
the Manhattan, the story of a, the first modern cocktail. Let me check and make sure that this is a, a book of recent vintage. I think so. It's a very well done book. I can tell you that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. No, it doesn't say. Hold on. Here, here we go. Uh, 19. No, that's not it either. Ah, the heck with it. Oh, 2016. Okay. Well, that's not all that long ago, a couple of, couple of years ago. Made a lot of progress with our program in the last uh, little while, and I thank everybody for that. But uh, I'm going to stop thanking and start getting in here and saying, okay, look, I, I could really use you right now. I'm not going to use you, though. I hate that expression. I, I, I don't know why I use it so much. <laughs> I just did. Okay, well, anyway, call us. Tell us anything. Uh, everybody eats. You, if you don't eat, you die. I'm sure you've been told in case uh, maybe you weren't. But <clears throat> uh, call us up and tell us what you've been eating lately, what's been good, what's been uh, very bad. You know, the big uh, discovery of the last week for me was uh, that uh, earlier in the week we went, my, my daughter and I went to this new place that has generated a lot of uh, a lot of discussion. It's called Nephews, and it's a spinoff of the old Tony Angelos. Tony Angelos had a huge following, loyal, regular customer file following. And then Mr. Tony passed away, and then the rest of the family decided what were they going to do with Mr. Tony not being there anymore. And also they had been hit hard by Hurricane Katrina, and they had a, top, uh, a tough thing to look at, and they decided not to reopen. So uh, what happened to all of those recipes that Tony Angelo had in his heyday? And what about all the people that used to work there? Well, one of them said, why don't we just reopen a restaurant, get, get some uh, new space, and go in there and do all the Tony Angelo's kind of food that everybody loves because we had all the recipes. I mean, that's, that's what they were telling me. So uh, we went over there, my, my daughter and I, and uh, I was hoping that they wouldn't be angry at me because I've been talking about how difficult it is to find this restaurant. It's near the intersection of Clearview Parkway on West Metairie, and you have to really be looking for it, and you have to duck into a parking lot. Uh, it's free, uh, but uh, even then it's a little hard to see, and I thought they might be mad at me for pointing that out, but they weren't. They were extremely nice. The, the entire staff was first class. I mean, obviously, a lot of the people that used to work with Tony, uh, they are also over here now. And it's a, a lot of the same menus, a lot of the same recipes. And uh, all of those, what, what Tony Angelo's used to be famous for was how they would have these special uh, menus put together with sometimes as many as six different items in one continuous meal, you know, one appetizer and then another appetizer, then some pasta, then a little of this and a little of that. And uh, it w everybody loved that, uh, and with good reason. That's a, a really interesting way to eat. Uh, but um, they have uh, this uh, hard-to-see place, and uh, the, the restaurant itself is great-looking inside. They, they've done a very nice job of renovating the place. The outside, it doesn't look like anything much. What they need is a pretty uh, recognizable, maybe neon sign outside just so people will find it. But 
my daughter and I both agreed that the food there was very good to the point of actually being exciting. And I'm even talking about a lot of items on their menu that were straight-ahead, red sauce, basic New Orleans, Sicilian-style eating. And when that is at its best, it's really good, and it really was that night. And I plan to go there a good bit more. So anyway, that's uh, the name of the place is a Nephews, and it's on West Metairie. Not to be confused with West Esplanade or any of those other ones. West Metairie, uh, about two blocks before you get to Clearview Parkway. Well, we have uh, exhausted another pocket of time with the food show. Tomorrow we'll be back with more of it. And between now and then, either give it some thought about what you'd like to tell me tomorrow, or don't do it and just call me and we'll just get right into it, right? Have a good evening. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for calling. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.